Good evening and welcome to El Elsa Fumar Takes. This is our 151st take live from the Lone Star Studios presented by Alec Bradley. I'm your host, Barry Duplessis, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show. I'm going solo for once. This is our top 10 cigars of 2020. Everyone was so excited to get out of 2020. It is the culmination of the best part of the season for all the cigar lovers out there. It is the top 10, top 25, top 15, top 30, if you're talking about my good friend and partner, Cigar Coop of CigarCoop.com and uh, Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition, Cigar Coop Primetime. Or four lists, if you're my buddies over at Developing Palettes for top 25 lists. I mean, this is tis the season, everybody. Everyone, I hope everyone's ex- as excited as I am to go over this with you all. This is a fantastic time for me. This is a lot of fun for us. I really, really enjoy it. I've done it for a couple of years now. It started in 2017, which I was actually just just starting my show out. And I was like, I decided that I wanted to do... I wanted to do a top 10 show and uh, I, I didn't really want to fall in line. I wanted to do something different. So I came up with a, a criteria, which I know my, my partner cigar coop loves. And I came up with something a little bit different than a lot of other lists out there. So most lists kind of follow the, the, the pattern of the, of the cigar aficionado, you know, it's the patriarch, right? Everyone follows the cigar aficionado. Well, not everyone. A lot of people follow the cigar aficionado model, right? Which is top 25 cigars of the year. It's a nice number. It's a good number. Um, and I decided, like my good friend Coop, I decided to buck the trend a little bit. And uh, I went with the, my top 10, my top 10 cigars of the year. And uh, and so that's, that's something that, again, I just kind of wanted to make it a little bit different. And so we're going to kind of go over the criteria again um, so that everyone's kind of in the know. But again, I do appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. I hope everyone's having a fantastic, fantastic 2021 so far. It's um, It's been a good year so far. So, um, And uh, I'm really, really excited for you. So first of all, so let's go ahead and start off with the criteria. Um, and then I want to do a, a big thank you to a lot of folks who kind of got started. Normally, I would start the show off uh, thanking some sponsors, but I, I thought that this warranted this show warranted a, a a different introduction. Okay, and I um, but so here's the criteria. All right, so first of all, it's Vitola based. Okay, now that's important when we as we get on in some other these points uh, these other points of criteria. Okay, so it's Vitola it's Vitola based. Okay, so. And second of all, I just had I have had to have smoked the cigar for the first time in the last year and a half. So that's 18 months. Okay. So again, with it being Vitola based, right? So like if you think about it, like let's just say, for example, okay, this is just a huge stretch of the imagination. I've definitely had the cigar um, before, but let's just say that I had never smoked the Arturo Fuente Chateau. I've had the double chateau, but not the chateau. Um, you know. Then that would could potentially qualify, even though that cigar is you know years and years old, right? So, I've had to smoke this uh, Vitola for the first time in the last year and a half, so eighteen months. Number three, this is a very important point. It must not suck. I know that's a big deal, right? I mean, it can't suck. The cigar can't suck, right? It can't be on my list. Can't be a top ten cigar if it sucks, right? So, I mean, that's. It's a pretty, pretty important point. Number four. Okay. So this is a point of contention that I've had 
um, on several occasions for a different number of reasons. Okay. And um, so no limited editions. Okay. So this is like, for instance, like shop exclusives, TAA cigars um, are just not eligible for the top 10. Okay. Now pay special note because I do have some honorable mentions I want to talk about tonight. Okay. Um, Number five, a previous number one cigar of the year winner on my list cannot be on a list going forward again with it, even with it being Votola based and it cannot repeat as a winner. Okay. So, uh, for example, my first cigar of the year was in 2017 was the, uh, was the Espinosa Habano number four. Okay. So the Espinosa, the Espinosa Habano, a different Vitola cannot be on this year's list, nor can it be a winner. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so for those keeping track, 2017 cigar of the year was the Espinosa Habano number four. EP Carrillo Encore Valientes was 2018. For last year, the defending champion for 2019 Cigar of the Year, the Christophe Vengeance Grand Perfecto. And um, and then, of course, um, um, this year we're, we're going to find out. So thought I was going to slip then, didn't you? Well, anyway, um, again, really appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. And uh, it's um, <laughs> it's been a heck of a year, guys. It's been a heck of a year, and um, oh, forgot the last point, right? This is the big one, right? This is the big one. Last point of criteria. This is my seventh and final point, y'all. Excuse me for bouncing around. Um, frequent. This is actually the most important one. The frequency of smoke, okay? The frequency of smoke, okay? So this is it, okay? So the cigar cannot suck, can't be a limited edition. You heard all that, Okay. Frequency of smoke means I have had to have had the means, me personally, because this is my list, I've had to have the means and the opportunity and did, in fact, smoke the cigar frequently. So this is a big point in the criteria because, you know, a cigar can, you know, can find its way in a different position on the list based on the frequency that it smoked. Okay. So, um I created this, and this is the big, the reason this was my big criteria was, and this is the kind of the wrench I threw into the whole top 10 process was I wanted it to actively reflect, you know, not just a cigar that I loved because I like a lot of cigars and that was the problem, right? I like a lot of cigars. My palate has a very wide spectrum. A lot of cigars do fit my palate. Um, which is kind of insulting sometimes when I sell when I say to someone that that cigar didn't hit my palate because I have a pretty wide, varied palate. So if it didn't hit my palate, it, you know, that can be misconstrued as insulting and I don't mean it to be necessarily, but that being said, I smoke a lot of different cigars and I smoke a lot of different types of cigars. And so I wanted to have the ability to, um, judge a top 10 list on something a little bit different. And I thought this was a pretty interesting variant that not a lot of people talk about, which is like, how many times do I return to something? Okay. Um, which is why limited editions is problematic. Right. So, um, anyway, 2020 guys, (laughs) what a colossal, colossal clusterfuck of a year, right? 
everyone feel everyone feeling me out there? I hope so. Um, I have to say that I really appreciate the support um, that I've been given over this past year. Uh, and I really appreciate um, our, my audience, you guys, all y'all. It's, I get to, I get to have so much fun from this chair every single week because we get to talk about, um, you know, just what we love, which is cigars. And this, this cigar right here brings so many people together. And, um, and I'm, I'm just so pleased and I'm so proud that you get, that you share every Sunday night with me. And if you guys catch me later, you, you download it wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that too. But for right now, the people that are with me right now on a Sunday night, I don't even have a guest. You guys are just sitting literally listening to me talk. It really means a lot to me. It means the world to me. And, um, and I wouldn't be here without you. And I also wouldn't be here without a lot of the people who have entrusted me uh, and believed in me and believed in what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and uh, as much as he's blowing up my chat right now with a bunch of bullshit about Chevy Chase, I, I really have to thank Joe Grow and the entire team at Drew Estate. Uh, Drew Estate uh, has been a sponsor um, of mine for the longest. And, um, and they, you, you, you all have believed in me, and I really appreciate it. Um, so tonight's show is always, as always, is sponsored by Drew Estate. And uh, you should go check out um, a couple of their new cigars that uh, that they've kind of hit the market recently. If you can get out to Europe or if you've got some connections in Europe, the Liga Provada Siri Bauhaus, uh, totally stoked about getting to try that at some point. But yeah, definitely check that out. Um, the Dojo Dogma Sungrown lights out stellar smoke released this year as well. Um, and of course, the Dogma, the original Dogma, the Maduro. Awesome. So um, also really want to thank uh, Oveja Negra Brands for stepping in this year and becoming a sponsor. Um, and um, they just they've become a really great partner to have. Um, you know, they, this this is something a Fourier that they didn't necessarily had ventured into into the past. And uh, for them to uh, partner with me uh, just means an absolute an incredible a lot. Um, United Cigars, Oliver Nouveau. Thank you so much. Really appreciate, uh, really appreciate you bringing a, a, a brand new segment to LLS Fumar Takes. The one must go. I know everyone's been loving that, so that's uh, that's been fantastic. And um, and also, um, the folks over at Wood Butcher Maine have provided some fantastic uh, fantastic support as well. Don't want to leave them out. And uh, what you guys probably notice is we've got a brand new uh, brand new background. This is the launch of the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios. So Alec Bradley is our newest partner and, uh, but can't, can't thank them enough for, uh, for everything. And then also, uh, want to also thank HF Barcelona for all their support, um, for the last few months as well for sponsoring our studio here at Ellis Kumar takes has been fantastic. Um, and then, um, you know, really just really appreciate it. And we've got some new partnerships that are coming along the way. And uh, really excited to talk about those in the future. Um, but do uh, really want to thank all of the people who support us. Uh, everyone's kind of giving me, uh, <laughs> everyone's kind of, you guys are kind of giving me a hard time for all the bear hugs that I'm giving. You know what? I miss hugs. 
I know you do too. So when we get to finally hug again, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be hating it because I'm not going to let go. So, uh, but uh, cheers to everyone out there tonight. Uh, this is our top 10 cigars of 2020. I am uh, drinking some Casita Pasión Reposada Tequila. And I am going to be smoking the first cigar that we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to delve into some more of our honorable mentions. So first cigar tonight is, of course, the MXS Dominique Wilkins. This is manufactured um, by uh, Pichardo uh, Cigars and, uh, excuse me, Luciano Mayrellis is the master blender of this particular cigar. And he has done a fantastic job uh, with this smoke. I absolutely, sincerely just think the world of it. I smoked it for the first time with Luciano in his booth at the uh, 2019 trade show. And um, <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> Uh, considering I had smoked several cigars that day, it absolutely blew me away. Um, and I just was, I was just truly captivated by this really great blend. Um, you would think there's a, there's Omatempe binder on this. So you would think that this has a lot, there's a lot of power to the smoke. It's really not. It's got a lot of nuance. It's incredibly, you know, it's incredibly rich. It's almost kind of, there's almost kind of a decadence to it. There's enough spice to kind of carry it through, uh, but it's a, it's a terrific cigar. So this is what I'm smoking tonight. This is our first honorable mention cigar. So congratulations to uh, Luciano Mayrellis for the second year of row making honorable mention list. He was la last year. He was, he made it with the, uh, with, with the, um, with the traveler, um, the Luciano, the traveler. And so this is his second year on the honorable mention side of the top 10 list for LOS Fumar takes. And so when I hand it off to him, this is, like I said, truly fantastic scar made by a truly fantastic gentleman. I consider Luciano a friend and, uh, and, uh, and he makes, uh, he makes incredible cigars. So if you haven't had the opportunity, the MXS Dominique Wilkins, go out and smoke it. Uh, the next cigar on my honorable mention list. Now, again, uh, because certain cigars, because of the criteria can't make the top 10, um, <laughs> decided to have a little fun with honorable mentions and mention things, cigars that uh, can't qualify for the top 10 because they're a limited uh, edition, uh, limited production items. So this one is um, limited, not just by name, but it's because of material that's being used for the particular cigar. Um, and it's, you know, it's not made out of anything other than tobacco or anything, but it's the type of tobacco that makes it rare. And I really, I, I, you know, I don't want to go through the entire saga of the entire story with you tonight behind this cigar, but I think you really should take the opportunity to actually go back and read up on the history and the particular background of this cigar. Um, and this particular cigar is the American, the J.C. Newman, the American. And um, this is a cigar that... Uh, is brought to market because of the incredible, um, incredible work that Drew Newman, the latest generation in the Newman family, to to contribute to this long-standing, uh, 125 year plus company, and uh, what they've done for the the cigar industry here, particularly with just this one project. I mean, we could, like I said, we could dive in here. Uh, is they have brought about. You know, not to be on the nose here, but they brought truly an American product to the market. Okay, it all starts with a Florida sun-grown wrapper, and then tobaccos from the United States. But it doesn't stop there. Okay, 
everything about the cigar, the way where it's produced, it's manufactured here in the United States, the El Rojo in Tampa. It's and every piece of this cigar is American, not just the tobacco. The labels are made in America. The ink that's on the labels is American manufactured. The hinges on the box, the box itself, the cellophane, all is manufactured in America. It is an unbelievable project by an unbelievable family. And guess what? The cigar is absolutely incredible. I absolutely love it. The Toro specifically and the Churchill just absolutely sing. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm blown away by that cigar. It's it's truly fantastic. Really unique flavors. Something you're not going to get anywhere else outside of um, outside of that, just because it's truly unique. So I, I, I hope uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed some some of the selection so far from the honorable mention list. I don't know uh, if any of what y'all have thought about the uh, MXS Dominique Wilkins or the American. I'm kind of anxious. The American's been out. Uh, well, actually, both cigars were kind of released around the same time. And so I'm kind of just interested to see what y'all are thinking so far. Uh, but man, the Newman family really hit a home run with the uh, with the American. And uh, so that's my second uh, cigar on the honorable mention list. Um, the um, next cigar. Now, this cigar is not limited, but I'm going to go ahead and do something that my friend Cigar Coop absolutely hates. This is a tease. Okay. This cigar, there, no, two, no company can have two cigars on the top 10 list. But this is a cigar I absolutely smoked a ton of this year. And teaser, they have a cigar on the top 10. This company does. So um, just FYI. This is a little bit of a teaser. I know you hate that coop. I'm sorry, but you know what? It's it's just the nature of the beast. So my third uh, my third honorable mention goes to the Henry Clay Warhawk. Um, absolutely dynamite cigar. I smoked a ton of these. Um, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper binder is broadleaf from Connecticut. Uh, the filler is Honduras. What a unique blend of tobaccos! It's manufactured at the Florida Cabon factory in Honduras. Um, just a truly, truly sensational blend. I really, really enjoyed it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the um. I mean, it's a double win for me because it like it pays homage to you know to Henry Clay, who you know everyone who knows me knows I'm a historian, right? so I you know how do you not how do you not love the cigar? But sometimes it's not in the name. Sometimes you have a great name cigar and the cigar kind of falls flat. This is not the case with the Henry Clay Warhawk, which makes my honorable list honorable mention list because it wasn't my top ten. Um, frankly, because there was another cigar from the same company. So uh, again, teaser, you're going to find out that cigar in here in a few moments and uh, that'll be, that'll be it. That'll be all she wrote. Um, so the Henry Clay Warhawk is my next honorable mention. Um, and then my, um, my next honorable mention is the La Flor Dominicana 25th anniversary. Now, I don't know if any of you guys, this was, I mean, this was truly limited product. This was one and done, like truly one and done. That's it. They're never doing it again, um, which is so sad. 
um, because this cigar was absolutely incredible. Uh, if you guys like the Andalusian Bull, it had a lot of similar components to it, but there was a lot of good differences in it too as well. Um, Corojo wrapper, you know, Dominican uh, binder and filler kind of had that staple-esque, you know, La Flor Dominicana, which everyone knows that I love, that La Flor Dominicana signature. But it also had, um, it just had something a little extra. It, just this, the cigar was really refined, beautifully complex, uh, smoked like crazy, and just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, if you guys can scare up one or two, or if you're kind of saving somewhere in the humidor, uh, I'd just smoke it because it, it's just incredible. Um, also, you know, as I mentioned before, limited edition cigars don't make it. One of the examples I gave was a TAA. So TAA cigars are not eligible for the top 10, but lo and behold, my next honorable mention is a, a TAA cigar. And that is from last year's champion. So last year, uh, Christoph Vengeance won the number one cigar of the year for me. So this year, they are making the cigar list as an honorable mention with their TAA, uh, which was a box-pressed San Andreas. Um, unbelievable cigar. Really, really enjoyed it. It was a box-pressed Toro uh, from the gentleman from uh, Christoph Cigar. So Glenn Case put together another fantastic TAA product. You know, they, they, they haven't really done a lot of TAA productions. They did the 49th and um, – but this was another sensational example of, you know, just I, I just think it really represents the uh, the Christoph portfolio really well. And, and it just that cigar is just absolutely incredible. It smokes amazing. There's a lot of good nuance to it. I know I've said that word already once tonight. That's probably going to come up again. But the, the spice component of it, too, it's very rich. It has some creaminess that pepper that kind of sings in your nose um, and that coffee note that just kind of underlines the whole cigar. Absolutely. Just absolutely incredible. Um, so I, uh, I really enjoyed that, uh, that particular cigar as well. This is another cigar that was a limited edition. Um, and it was the second cigar from this particular brand that was a limited, this is a limited edition that I really loved. Uh, and, and it's a shame because it's a limited edition. Um, but this is my next honorable mention, which is the Diesel Delirium Limited Edition 2020. I don't know if anyone out there had have has had has had the opportunity to try it. again. It was a limited edition, so I don't know how many of y'all actually had the opportunity to try it. Um, but it was, I mean, you talk about a cigar with power and grit, but somehow was just incredibly well rounded at the same time. Like it wasn't just power for power's sake. It definitely caught me off guard. The first time I smoked it, I was just like, damn. Like it just, it really kind of, it really kind of cold cocked me a little bit. And then as I kind of smoked through it and then I had another one, it, it really kind of just spoke to me in a, in a, in a much different way. There was a lot of components to it, a lot of different levels as well. This is a cigar that you want to smoke like after a really rich and decadent dinner. Like not just I'm not just talking about like steak and potatoes. I'm talking about like the steak, the potatoes, like the cream spinach, the creme brulee, like really, really rich because you want something that kind of can cut through all that richness. 
that's the kind of cigar that the diesel delirium kind of like launched on. So that was my l- latest honorable mentioned mention for tonight, uh, for the top 10 cigars of the year. And, uh, the, uh, and that folks is the conclusion of our honorable mentions. So it's been a good night. I'll see y'all later. Just kidding. We got to get to the top 10, right? Top 10 cigars of the year. So again, I I'm really anxious to kind of hear like what people are saying about, um, uh, about, about my honorable mention so far. So, um, those are, you know, yeah, I had seven of them, you know, because again, it's my honorable mentions and it's my list. I really don't have any rules for the honorable mentions, but I have pretty set criteria for my top 10. And so my, my top 10 cigars of the year, um, this was a, this was an interesting year because there are a couple of things there. You can definitely see some, you're going to notice some trends. Um, but there might be a couple things to kind of catch you all off guard. Um, and, um, and, um, oh, that was only six honorable mentions. You're right. That was only six honorable mentions. Oh man. Got to drum roll that out the top 10 a little bit more. Actually, no, this, this last honorable mention for you all, um, is, is, and goes out to my, my partner. I've mentioned him a couple times already tonight. Cigar Coop of Cigar Coop, Cigar Coop Primetime, Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition. Um, this made his top five cigars of this year. And he's going to be so proud that I picked this as my honorable mention. Um, because, and everybody out there knows how much I love Lanceros and Coop and I go back and forth on Lanceros versus, versus Gordo's and hashtag Gordo's of Atolas too. And we go back and forth on this, but I got to tell you guys, one of the <laughs> most impressive cigars I smoked this past year, I shit you not was a 70 gauge cigar and it was immaculate. I don't know how else to say it. I am shocked that I'm saying it too. It baffles me that I'm saying it too, but there it is. Anyway, the last honorable mention, the seventh and final last honorable mention is the asylum seven, the seventh anniversary cigar from Tom Lazuka and the folks at asylum seven by 70. If y'all can get it, smoke it. I swear to God, it's immaculate. It is amazing. I don't know how else to say it. Um, it, it it's truly fantastic. So, um, really, <laughs> Really got to give it out to uh, Nod to Coop for uh, for making that and making his top five. It makes my honorable mentions. I think it was one of the best cigars I smoked all year. Um, and yes, it was a 70 gauge cigar. So uh, hats off to Tom because um, I don't think anyone can ever make a 70 better. <laughs> so, uh, but I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, a nod to Tom, nod to you, Coop. And, uh, and that kicks off. So let's go into the top 10 without further ado. Number 10 coming in red hot. So um, I actually reviewed a Vitola of this cigar in 2019 for Cigar Dojo. But I hadn't had the Toro Vitola until, you know, a little over a year ago. And since then, I've been smoking it like crazy. I absolutely dig the blend. It's fantastic. It is the Caldwell Cigars, Long Live the King, Mad MF, Toro, um, absolutely stellar cigar. 
fantastic, really great blend. Okay, so Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Indonesian binder. You've got American, Dominican, and Nicaraguan in the filler. Coming out of the Tabacular William Ventura in the Dominican Republic. And uh, it is a really, really fantastic cigar. Really enjoyed it. Um, just unbelievable, unbelievable cigar. And um, and it, it just love it. Just so rich. There's power, there's pepper, there's spice. It's just, it is, a, it is a fantastic cigar. And I tell you what, the construction on every single one of these that I've smoked has just been absolutely sensational too. Um, just truly, truly enjoyed uh, the Caldwell, Long Live the King, Mad MF uh, Toro. So um, really, really good smoke. Uh, I just realized I haven't really been smoking my cigar too much. That's problematic when you don't have a guest to kind of let me allow the smoking and everything. But um, so the next cigar uh, for number nine on this year's top 10 list for El Osifumar takes is going to be um, an oldie, but a goodie. And it qualifies because it's a new blend with an old name. I actually really like the original too. It's it's a it's a I always always saying it's a darn shame that it kind of went away. Um, but the cigar that I'm talking about is the um, the Don Lino Africa, the Duma size by Miami Miami Cigar and Company. Um, this says uh, the cigar was manu was uh, manufactured and blended by AJ Fernandez, um, and I I really really love the smoke from the from the second that I smoked it. Um, I was, I was just really pleased with it. Now I, I was a little disappointed because the, the, they, they use African tobacco only on the binder of the cigar. Um, you know, and, uh, they didn't use it in the wrapper, like the original Don Lino. Um, but I like the interpretation of it. And when you, I mean, that kind of aside, you kind of strip it away and just smoke the cigar. I, I really just really, truly love the cigar. It uses an Ecuadorian Habano 2000 wrapper. The Cameroon, as I mentioned before is on the binder. And then the the filler. Now this is where it's really interesting. So like, it, it is there's Dominican Piloto, and um, and then three variants of Nicaraguan tobacco. You've got Yalapa, Esteli, and Ometepe. Now you would think with the Esteli and the Ometepe and the filler that would kind of that would really kind of overpower the Piloto from the Dominican. Now Piloto from the Dominican has some interesting characteristics. They're very subtle typically. Um, but they do Dominican Piloto in my experience has really balanced out a lot of blends that have a lot of pepper and spice. And that's exactly what it does here in my mind. Um, because that pepper is so pronounced. It's so pronounced, particularly on the nose with this particular cigar that Habano 2000 has a nice peppery note to it. And then the Nicaraguan tobaccos in the filler, it needs that Piloto and the nice rich nuttiness and sweetness from that Cameroon and the, and the binder to actually really balance it out. So it's actually a really, it actually really is a balanced cigar. You would think with a lot of that peppery, heavier tobacco that it would just be kind of like a pepper bomb. And it's really not, uh, it does have, it, I mean, it's, it does have some peppery qualities. Don't get me wrong, but it's not overwhelming in the sense where it's just not, and you know, where it's just, obviously I enjoyed it because it's my number nine cigar of the year. So number eight, um, number eight cigar of the year is, you know, I was, I was really, really, um, 
really high on this cigar when it was first released. And um, but I actually didn't try this particular Vitola until you know just a little bit over a year ago. I don't know why. I as I mentioned before, I I love thinner gauge cigars. I love Coronas. I love uh, Coronas and Robustos are typically my jam. But I, man, I love the Lancero Vitola. I just do. Um, but I, this was a Lonsdale that I hadn't tried in this particular uh, brand um, until, like I said, a little over a year ago. And since then, I actually started really smoking the heck out of it. Um, and it's just a fantastic, uh, fantastic blend, fantastic cigar. I mentioned it actually. It was actually an honorable mention cigar last year. Um, but I have had the opportunity to now smoke the Lonsdale of it uh, within the criteria uh, time frame. And that is the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro um, stock cut. So it's the Lonsdale, it's technically the Lonsdale Deluxe is the, is the, the typical, is the actual thing. It's a six by 44. Um, if you guys are keeping tabs on, on the, uh, the specs of it, uh, it's made obviously a Drew state um, and is a regular production item has been in production. I, and I mentioned this last year when it made my, um, when it made my honorable mention list. And I have to say that it, it's when you think about it, like again, when you look at just the surface of it, what Willie Herrera did with this blend, he took Brazilian tobacco, he put it on top of Connecticut Broadleaf Blinder, and he has Nicaraguan in the filler. If you kind of just look at it at surface level, it's like, okay, all right, I've seen that before, I've seen that done before, but it, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that because it's actually plantation-grown Brazilian Matafina which is just a little bit different sect of it. Connecticut River Valley Broadleaf, um, which again, you know, you see a lot, especially recently, you've seen a lot of experimentation with Broadleaf. You know, people are growing Broadleaf in Pennsylvania and people are growing Broadleaf in Nicaragua now. And so you're seeing a lot of different variants. And so he's still sticking to those old roots of Drew Estate with Connecticut River Valley Broadleaf and everything. And then Nicaraguan uh, in the filler, which when I put my, when I put my palate to the test there, and I, you know, I don't know if Willie would ever actually divulge this, and I know Joe is watching, but I would have to say that um, because of how rich the cigar is, um, I'm willing to bet it's probably not Yalapa Nicar in, in, in Nicaraguan tobacco in the filler, because Yalapa has that really nice richness already, but you already got a lot of richness from the Matafina and from the broadleaf, and so I'm willing to bet there's probably not Yalapa in it, but you know, I could be wrong. Um, I think that's probably Omentepa Esteli because there is a really nice richness, as I mentioned about the cigar, but it's balanced by just the subtlest of spiciness with this particular cigar. And uh, I really, I really just really enjoyed it. I know it's really popular uh, and likely so. I really enjoyed it and it definitely makes my top 10 list uh, for this year. And uh, again, hope you guys are just keeping along, keeping score. So the number 10 cigar of the year was Caldwell. Uh, um, Long Live the King Mad MF Toro. Number nine was the Don Lino Africa Duma. The, yes, the 2019 version. Okay. Number eight was the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Stock Cut Maduro Lonsdale. And now number seven. So number seven, we see, again, we see a trend kind of creeping in here now. Okay. So this is the second, this will be the second cigar from a factory that's already been mentioned. Okay. And so number seven um, is a cigar that I was incredibly pleased with right out the gate when I smoked it for the very first time at the 2019 trade show. 
and um and was really impressed with it and it really i was uh, i mean if i'm being honest i really expected it to i expected it to be a little bit higher on this year's list um and uh but frequency of smoke and you know other cigars just really performing incredibly well this year you know it dropped a little bit but it still made the top 10 and it's number seven and that's the room 101 farce maduro robusto okay um i absolutely think this cigar is stellar and um i hope i hope you guys do too because i really think that um i really think this might be I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think this might be the best cigar that Matt Booth has ever done. And I'm a big fan of his stuff. And I've been a big fan of his stuff. I mean, from, from the very beginning, like I was a big Daruma gold guy. Uh, I love the Mutantes, like all of his Lanceros, obviously in different blends. The uncle Lee, I think was a really underrated cigar that he did. Uh, there was like kind of an event only, and then he made it kind of regular production. Um, (laughs) um, the, uh, the Johnny Tobacconaut was also a really good cigar. Um, I don't know. I, again, that's kind of going with his 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 previous version of Room 101 brands. But um, the Room 101 Farce Maduro, I think, is probably the best cigar that he's ever done, um, which is saying something because he's made some impressive cigars. Right? Again, uh, another San Andreas Maduro um, wrapper. But here's, the, here's a couple of key differences. The binders, uh, Ecuadorian Sumatran. And then the filler is uh, there's Nicaraguan, there's Pennsylvanian. We were talking about Pennsylvania a moment ago and Connecticut broadly. So again, kind of taking the previous wrapper and binder from the previous cigar. And now this, that is in the filler. So again, you're kind of seeing some trends the way that my palate kind of was, you know, following this year and everything. So um, it, it um, like I said, I think this is the best cigar that Matt Booth has ever done. I'm a, but as I said before, I'm a huge fan of his stuff in the past and, uh, and, and kind of going forward and everything. I really like the Habano uh, as well. I, I thought the, the, the Farce Connecticut was a really, really terrific cigar too. Um, I don't know if you qualify the T as his or if you qualify it as AJ's or if you qualify it as Caldwell's or it's just like a collab that he's just part of. Uh, but the T's are also really good too. Um and so, yeah, those are those are uh, those are just some examples of some of the cigars that of his that I really really enjoy uh, and have enjoyed in the past. Again, thank you so much to everyone that's been tuning in t- tonight for our top ten cigars. We're going to be taking uh, so this is that was our number seven cigar of the year. We're going to do number six and we're going to do number five, okay? And then we're going to take a break because we're going to talk about this newest uh, thing that I've introduced to my show each week. And that, of course, is uh, charities of choice. And so I have a charity that I've, um, if you saw the advertisement for tonight's show, you know what charity that is. I want to raise awareness for it and talk about except trying to make some donations. And I'm glad that a particular gentleman is t- is tuning in tonight because I want to thank him again. I've already thanked him once tonight, but I'm going to thank him again. Um, and uh, um, but that'll that'll come in just a few moments. So let's co- let's talk about the number six cigar of the year and the number six cigar. Uh, of 2020 um, was the La Coalition. Uh, I call it the Sublime, but I guess they call it the Sublime. Okay, it's a six and a half by 54. Now, again, this is now the second cigar. Uh, okay, so that you saw you saw the Farce Maduro 
which was the second cigar from uh, from William Henderson uh, factory in the Dominican. Now we've got two Willie Herrera cigars on the list. Now this one was actually done for crowned heads. So different brands. Okay. Right. So it's, it is Vitola based and it is brand based. So no two brands can be on, on the top 10 list. We already talked about when the Warhawk made an audible mention because, um, and I teased it. I said, well, you know, it's because another cigar made the top 10. Otherwise the Henry Clay Warhawk would have made the top 10 this year. Um, the smoke the heck out of it. It's a great cigar, but but now we're talking about the number six cigar of the year, which is the La Coalition Sublime, the six and a half by 54. Uh, terrific, amazing job by John Huber and Willie Herrera putting this cigar to market. Um, again, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, Sumatran binder, uh, and the filler of Nicaraguan and Dominican tobaccos um, made at Drew Estate. <sighs> sensational, sensational smoke. What I love about the La Coliacion is it has characteristics of things that are indicative of crowned head cigars and of Drew Estate cigars. Um, but it's not a Drew Estate broadleaf cigar. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's not that that typical um, – it's not that typical – Drew Estate, like Liga Privada, you know, Drew Estate, you know, Siri or Drew Estate, you know, broadleaf cigar. Some of the, even some of like a lot of their acid cigars have that kind of that broadleaf where you can still, even, even through the infusion process, you can taste that, 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 def, that definitive broadleaf flavor that Drew Estate brings out of that particular tobacco, but they don't do it here. And this is what I think lends to the genius of Willie Herrera. Willie Herrera, I think, is one of uh, he's he's one of my favorite blenders, and I know he's a personal favorite of a lot of folks out there as well. Um, what he he I mean he still makes uh, he makes one of my cigars that I probably smoke uh, probably just as much as any cigar, and that's his original Herrera Esteli, the Habano, what has now become the Habano. They rebranded a couple of years and they call it the Habano now, but that cigar, I still smoke probably, uh, I still smoke on a weekly basis. Um, and, and, and that cigar is still, um, it's just as good as it was the first time that I smoked it. And he actually, ironically, he actually handed me my first Habano. Um, but I, I don't want to grow a digress too much here because I want to focus on the La Coalition. This project with John Huber and Willie Herrera, it, it, it really, I think it's really brought crowned heads to a new level. Um, and I know that's kind of saying something considering that they've, they've, they've been so successful in the past already. They've built such, it's kind of hard to believe that crowned heads. Okay. You know, still in, in the relative scheme of things really isn't that old of a company, but you, you, you think about the amazing things that they've done, the partnerships that they've built with, with Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. and Don Papin Garcia, now Drew Estate. No, they don't have their own factory. But I think that I think they've taken brand ownership and manufacturing of cigars from different places, and now a Tabaculera Pichardo too. So a fourth factory. I'm so sorry, Luciano. I <laughs> I was remiss there. So four factories now are producing incredible cigars for crowned heads. They're inc you know they're incredibly diverse. They've got one partner in the Dominican. They have three partners in Nicaragua. And each of the projects that they're coming out of subsequent factories 
really have a different signature to it because of where they're manufactured for one, but it still has that crowned heads vibe on and, and stamp on every single one. If that makes sense, of course it does. It has the brand, but I'm talking about like every time that you smoke a, a crowned head cigar from different places and the Glacolision is no different, right? There is a, def- it, it's a crowned head cigar. But what I love about La Colison is Willie Herrera and John Huber made a cigar that captures the best of both. And that's what I love about it. And it's fantastic. And it's fantastic in the Sublime, which is my number six cigar of the year. So number five, and then we're going to take a break and then dive into the last four. Of it, so my fifth cigar, top. So this cracking the top five now. So my number five cigar of the year um, is, uh, without a doubt, um, just a cigar that, and a company that has kind of, it's kind of become a staple for me. Um, they uh, were uh, two two years in a row. They were the number three cigar on my top ten list. And uh, that, of course, is Rainier Lorenzo and his HVC brand, uh, Havana City Cigars. And uh, he is he is quite – I think he's very quietly become a force in this business, in this industry. People are – you know, people outside – people outside of what, who's listening tonight, right, are really um, – you know, know who HVC is. HVC is becoming a really known commodity um, in the cigar industry world. And he, he captured my attention with the Sarah a number of years ago. And then, and then the Sarah Maduro made my list two years ago. And then the, the, the broad, his Broadleaf made my list last year at number three, second year in a row at number three. So number five is the HVC Siri A Perlus. Vitola. And this, I, I dig the cigar. It is, um, there is like this beautiful, really nice vanilla component that just kind of sings through this entire cigar. It's a very beautiful vanilla flavor. And I know I actually, I can't remember who, but I know, I know that there's somebody in this industry that actually doesn't like to play for vanilla, so they probably wouldn't like the cigar. I absolutely adore it. I think it's fantastic. Nicaraguan Corojo 99, uh, wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler. Of course, it's made of taps like all of HVC cigars. And it's a it's a five and, uh, you know, five and four eighths, I believe, by 56. Five and five eighths by 56. 40, excuse me, 46 Vitola. And, uh, and it's... It, it's it's truly it's truly a, a sensational thing. Now it was actually an exclusive launch um, for uh, for the state of Hawaii when it was originally originally released. I didn't smoke it then. I smoked it when it became regular production, and uh, and I just I I absolutely I absolutely love this cigar. It's just it's just beautiful 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 rendition. Another great example of Rainier's work. Uh, he just keeps putting out terrific cigars and I, I absolutely love all of them. They're, 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 they're just sensational. Um, right. Uh, 
Um, Jay Davis mentioned the San Isidro. San Isidro is a fantastic cigar. Um, like I said, HVC is HVC and Rainier Lorenzo is doing sensational and stellar work. So I really just got to hand it off to them. Uh, just really, really fantastic. So do want to take a break here. Okay. Um, because I want to, um, I want to mention uh, tonight's charity. So the reason um, I wanted to take a break here um, and I, I started this project on my birthday this year and I had uh, Coop, Miguel Shadell of Crowned Heads and John Carney on for my birthday episode. And I decided to launch this new segment in LLC from our takes. And I wanted, I, I, I'd been, I'd been inspired by a lot of people in this industry um, to do something more. And I couldn't, it, it, it sounds weird, but I couldn't think of what more would be. And I thought about it and thought about it and really, really worked on it as much as I could. And just, just trying to think of, what I could do and, and, and kind of finally hit me after, like I said, I was inspired by plenty of folks, but then it was kind of hit me and I was, and I was, I was motivated by, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, a gentleman who's become a, a, what I would consider a friend of mine, which is Luciano Mayrellis of Tabaculera Pichardo, uh, Pichardo Cigars, Ace Prime, MXS, Dominic Wilkins, uh, Luciano um, is, you know, in all my interactions with him is a very gracious individual. Um, and I, and, and if you have ever have the privilege of meeting him, you, you will immediately, you will immediately take note of the fact that he feels drawn and called to a much always a much higher purpose than what he's doing at that time. I've had several ventures over the years. Um, I'm not even sure of all of them necessarily, um, but at the heart of all of them and for the heart of his work for a long time has always been charity and philanthropy, giving back. And, and so it finally hit me that I have a vessel here. I have a conduit. I have a platform. And I didn't want to sit here each week and like pick my own charities and say, Hey, you guys should get interested in them because of I'm interested in them. And so it occurred to me that most weeks this week being one of the very few exceptions, I have a guest. And so I decided to ask my guests each week. So starting with my birthday, I picked that night. And then since then we've had some amazing charities, um, you know, world central kitchen, Autism Speaks, Cigars for Warriors. And so each week I'm asking my guests to pick a charity or a nonprofit that they are interested in bringing awareness to and hopefully raise some money for. And so, you know, as large as my audience has become, you know, over the, over the years, um, I don't expect you know, everyone to always donate. But I, you know, what I've asked is if you feel called, if you feel moved by the story, if you feel moved by the cause, 
donate something, you know, and the great thing is about if you donate off of directly off the of, off of Facebook, the, they can accept donations for as little as $5. But I think on the web, I mean, you can donate as little as a dollar. Um, and, you know, it's true what they say. I know it's kind of, a, it's kind of a tiring phrase, but every little bit helps. It really does. And, and so what I've pledged in, in, in response to this is um, each week, my guests will pick a charity and each week I will donate money to that charity. Um, it's something that I feel very personal about and uh, granted it won't be a lot of money because <laughs> I can't, uh, money doesn't grow on trees, unfortunately, but um, this was, this is what I felt called and moved to do was and what better way than to feature the charities and nonprofits that matter most to my guests? That's the way I thought about it. And so you guys are probably reading along in the chat and uh, at the ribbing that is taking place. Um, and a uh, lot of mentions of an actor. Uh, I'm not going to give him any more play because he's gotten a lot in the chat. Go back up in the chat if you guys want to see it. It's an actor I'm not very fond of. Most of you out there know who it is. And uh, he stars in a movie called Christmas Vacation. And not a fan of that movie either. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and so a lot of you guys in the industry in particular – um, have taken exception to my dislike of this person and dislike of this particular movie. And I uh, just decided to like poke fun at me for the second. And and the person that I'm talking about in this case for this year <laughs> was Joe Grow of Drew Estate. Now um, Joe started on Thanksgiving and basically every day would post, you know, some kind of, you know, Christmas vacation post and talk about blah, blah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and it kind of culminated in a viewing, a viewing of Christmas Vacation. So uh, Joe had a great idea. And I don't know if he was inspired by by the charity thing we were work we were doing on Ellis for more takes or if it was own, his own great idea. I'll say it was his own great idea. Um, Joe decided to sell seats. <laughs> and he wasn't going to pocket the money or give the money to me, even though probably deserved it for having to sit through Christmas vacation. No, he was going to donate the money to a charity that I chose. And that meant a lot. What mattered even more was that people actually volunteered and paid money to sit and watch me be miserable, but donated money to a cause that I believed in. And that's our charity for the night and our charity for tonight is canines for warriors you guys may have seen it on the facebook ad canines for warriors is a nonprofit organization and it's the nation's largest provider for service dogs to military veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress uh, traumatic brain injury and or military sexual trauma their program is really unique it's very comprehensive and it's and it's proven thanks to a lot of the research that was done actually at the university, uh, Purdue University's uh, College of Veterinary Medicine. Um, so the, 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 pro the, the concept is simple, guys. It, it, they provide a, a veteran 
with a service, a retired service canine equipment, training, certification, seminars, all the stuff, right? But what they're giving is more than just a dog to a veteran in need. They're giving the veteran a reason to live. And this is a very personal, this is a very personal charity for me because two reasons. Um, one, a lot of you all know my father is a veteran and he served honorably in the United States Army. And for the past couple years now, he is losing a battle uh, to dementia. And I don't know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if it brought on, but I know that my, my father also suffered, has suffered for years from PTSD. And I know that a lot of fellow American servicemen and women haven't, I'll use the word lucky, haven't been as lucky as my father. You know, my father had a successful life. He had a family, he had jobs. He took care of his family for years. And a lot of veterans don't ever get to live. There was a lot of struggles, but a lot of veterans don't get to live that dream. Because a shattering statistic, and I mentioned it several times on the show, is that 22, 22 U.S. Armed Forces veterans, men and women, take their own life every day. And that's a statistic that has to stop. That's a statistic that needs to be eradicated. There's a lot of support for veterans in this country and there's a lot of people who support the troops and it's all really, it's fantastic. But the moment that they get out of surface, the truth of the matter is, is that our veterans that serve our country are not taken care of. And this, Canines for Warriors, is just one organization that literally saves lives. Literally saves lives. Now, I've never served in the armed forces and but, and I won't go, I won't be so melodramatic to say that my life was saved, but I will say that my life was absolutely enriched by the presence of an animal. Um, my dog, um, Maya, who I had for a little over 16 years from the moment I graduated from college, I wanted to buy, I wanted a dog and you can check out the whole story on Facebook. Um, but 
she's she enriched my life and she really made my life better and i talk in the past tense because um this year being 2020 and or last year being 2020 and it being the <laughs> worst year ever for everything uh was no different for for um for my dog Maya, because we had to put her down. And so Canines for Warriors, for two very, very important and personal reasons to me, is my charity uh, that I would really, it would mean the world to me if you donated or would consider donating um, to this amazing cause because they really are a great organization. And it's an organization that's doing incredible work for our veterans. Um, so I said I was going to thank somebody. I would like to thank Joe Grow for putting that <laughs> hellacious event together, watching the world's worst actor, definitely world's worst comedian, perform in a terrible, terrible film and rounded up some people that I consider very close friends <laughs> and they paid money. They paid money to that cause that night. And we raised a hundred dollars that night because I sat through the entire film and Joe said that he would donate a dollar per minute that I sat through and I sat through the whole thing <laughs> and people paid money. And so, um, really, um, really, really, really cannot thank Joe from Drew Estate enough. So, Evan, you're asking who Joe Grow is. He's actually in the comments right now. Um, that's Grow, G-R-O, not G-R-O-W. Um, but for everyone out there, I would really, really appreciate it. And it would it would honor me. It, was ble it would bless me if you would consider uh, donating to this uh, this truly terrific cause. So, uh, K the organization is again, canines for warriors, K nine F O R warriors.org is the website. I'll post it again in the chat and, uh, you all can check it out and anything you guys consider donating or scroll to the bottom, um, uh, in my Facebook page and you guys can see the advertisement actually click the donate button right there and you can donate as little as $5 through Facebook. So, um, Truly great cause. So thank you, everybody. Um, and thank you to all of my guests that have suggested some incredible, incredible charities um, for uh, for just the last couple of months. And uh, going forward in 2021, I'm really, really stoked uh, for some of the great charities to come. So this is we're going to raise a lot of money for a lot of great causes, bring a lot of attention to some worthy causes. And uh, it's going to be sensational. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss that. Um, so my next, um, I guess we should get back to some cigars, huh? I think that's, uh, I think that's the, uh, the call of the day. So let's go ahead and talk about, it. let's talk about my number four cigar of the year. Sorry, I'm not pausing for effect. I just realized I haven't really been puffing on my cigar too much and I've been drinking too much tequila. The palate is parched. 
So this number four cigar of the year was uh, actually manufactured uh, by one of my favorite cigar blenders and uh, manufacturers, and actually a previous number one cigar of the year winner. And the manufacturer of this particular cigar was Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr., but it was not an EP Carrillo cigar. Uh, my number four cigar of the year is the Gatekeeper by Alec and Bradley, the specifically the Corona size. Absolutely sensational cigar, particularly in that Patola. Um, like I said, I really dig Coronas. Fantastic, fantastic Vitola, fantastic cigar, um, and just amazing blend. You know, we were talking a few minutes ago about the La Coalition at number six, how it wasn't a how it wasn't a crowned head cigar and it wasn't a Drew Estate cigar. Well, that's the perfect, that's exactly the definition of what Gatekeeper is. Gatekeeper is not Alec Bradley, and it's not Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. It is something completely different entirely. And I was I was blown away by this cigar from the from from the moment I smoked it. And it was one of those cigars that really kind of just there's a, there's a lot going on with it. And so it uses an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. And then the binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. And then, of course, it's manufactured at uh, Tabacalera La Alianza in the Dominican Republic uh, by Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Um, this cigar has everything to me. I mean, it's, it's a roller coaster of flavors in a very good way. It's, it's, it's got peaks and valleys in the right way. It's like there are roller coasters. Don't get me wrong. There are roller coasters that are freaking terrible. <laughs> Like they, they really don't have any identity. They take you over here and they take you over there. And it's just like, that describes a lot of cigars that I know we've all smoked. Right. And, but the gatekeeper isn't that way. The roller keeper has the right peak. The gatekeeper has the right peaks and valleys. And it kind of takes you through this trip of a cigar smoking experience, even in the short Vitola of Corona that just is, man, it is just a fantastic, fantastic cigar. And, uh, I really loved it. I absolutely really loved it. Um, it is really, really just a cigar that, I mean, I was just really high on right from the get when it came out of the trade show. And uh, I even said it was, I even called it kind of the dark horse cigar, uh, cigar of the show at the time. You know, there were a couple of others. Uh, the Farce Maduro was another one. The Baca from Roma Craft, um, which was all, all, um, all received kind of high praise and high acclaim and everything. Um, the Suburb Mesa Brulee was another one too. Um, but the gatekeeper was kind of like this, this, like I called it like a dark horse. It just kind of just came out of nowhere. And it's a cigar that I've just continued to enjoy um, just more and more surprisingly more and more um, over the, over the last, um, over the last year and, uh, and some change. It's just, it's a, it's a truly great smoking experience. If you, for some reason, if you haven't had one, uh, you need to go out and try it. It's, it's truly sensational. So the Alec and Bradley gatekeeper Corona is my number four cigar of the year. Number three. So we're cracking the podium here. Okay. All right. So this, again, we're noticing some trends, right? So, uh, we're noticing some trends, some cigars that are actually, um, so we've had two cigars, uh, two, excuse me, two blenders um, make up two cigars a piece. So Willie Herrera, the La Coalition, 
the Herrera Esteli, Brazilian. Um, William Henderson's factory, um, manufacturing the Farce Maduro and the Caldwell, uh, along with the King Matt MF. And then now another another cigar from a manufacturer. AJ Fernandez makes his second cigar on my top 10 list. He came in with the Don Lino Africa, the Duma size at number nine. And so now at number three, the number three cigar of 2020 for LLC Fumar takes goes to the Trinidad Espiritu Toro. Okay. Six by 52 Nicaraguan Puro manufactured at Tabaculera AJ Fernandez. Um, this is the cigar guys. You were wondering like, okay, war Henry Clay Warhawks made, you know, is Altadas USA Imperial, you know, you know, what else, you know, was, is he going to name another Henry Clay? What's he going to go with this again? So this is kind of one of those, this is kind of one of those things about my list that kind of has this really interesting turn, right? So I've had several blenders. I've had several manufacturers make multiple cigars, but different brands. Okay. So I was, I was actually talking through this concept and, and it came around to this. Like, so we talked, we've talked about, about Drew Estate tonight. So let's talk about them again for a second, real quick to, to talk about this finer point. So why doesn't Henry Clay Warhawk, Henry Clay is a different brand than Trinidad. Yes, that's true, but it's the same company. Okay. Think about it from this way. Drew Estate makes the Herrera Esteli and also makes Liga Pravada, makes Acid, makes Tabaca Special. Well, I couldn't have any of those cigars make my top 10 list by my rules. So why would I bend the rule for Tabaculera USA? So that's the logic, if that makes sense. So um, so the Trinidad, going back to the, my number three cigar of the year, the Trinidad is Spiritu. Um, Toro, Nicaraguan Puro, is my number three cigar of the year. Um, this was worked on together by Rafael Nodal and AJ Fernandez. And it's this cigar, in my mind, absolutely brings Trinidad back on the map in terms of brands for Tobacco USA and Altadas USA. Um, I, I, love the cigar there is there's this really interesting it thing about it it has beautiful citrus and floral and spice and creaminess leather notes to it um i really really dig the cigar it is it is truly truly a fantastic smoke really really well done by aj fernandez i know that like i said rafael nadal also worked on it and it, like I said, it really bling, brings Trinidad back to, because if you think about Trinidad, and at least in this is my experience, like there might be some Trinidad smokers out there that really love Trinidad, right? And some of the other Trinidad brands that have kind of run, like the Trinidad Santiago, the Trinidad Paradox that was released a number of years ago, the Trinidad Lost, and, and some other examples, right, of Trinidad. Um. I, again, uh, again, even with the wide spectrum of palate, they just really didn't hit for me. But this cigar did. And I absolutely 
loved it <laughs> and i still love it i've this cigar is fantastic and that is why it's my number three cigar of the year so the trinidad espiritu toro congratulations to uh altatus usa rafael nadal aj fernandez and all the great folks there uh for bringing in the number three cigar of the year the trinidad espiritu so my number two cigar of the year second place um I I smoked this cigar for the very first time after the 2019 trade show, um, and I smoked. I've smoked so many of these cigars, and this blends in particular just really speaks to me. I there is just there's nothing there's nothing I don't love about it. It's just. Oh, it's sensational. It's an Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper. There's Ecuadorian binder, and it's a combination of Dominican and Nicaraguan tobaccos in the filler. Fa again, face value, it doesn't look like it. But the job that this factory, this master blender, and this brand owner did, bringing this cigar to market, is just incredibly unique. The Vitola is a boxed pressed Lonsdell. And the number two cigar of the year for Los Fumar takes is the Dissident Block. So it's blended by James Brown and Benjamin Holt of, a, of Oveja Negra Cigars. And, and it's part of the relaunch of the Dissident brand that Ben has brought to market. So Dissident existed before Benjamin Holt purchased the product, the brands and everything uh, a couple years ago now. And um, he, you know, you know, purchased the brand. So he was able to take, so you probably remember the Dissident block from, um, from years past. It was kind of like this old, like eight bit Nintendo kind of game branding kind of thing. Well, he took an entirely different interpretation of it. And he kind of made it reminiscent of uh, resembling the it was like very Eastern European, you know, the the, the block, the 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 Great Wall, uh, you know, the <laughs> the Great Wall of China, um, not the Great Wall of China. Um, wow, I am totally blanking on the wall that I'm talking about. Um, Berlin Wall. Wow. Wow. It's late. Um, the Ber you know, it, it's reminiscent of the Berlin Wall, and that's kind of the metaphor that he used behind the whole the whole branding of it. And it he just he did a really good job with the rebranding. He did a really great job with the packaging. But most importantly of all, he did a sensational job with this blend. I absolutely, absolutely love this cigar. I love this blend. And the Lonsdale, when you look at the box press Lonsdale, it's so thin, right? You would think like, how is this, how is this going to hold an ash? Like this is going to have like a flaky ash. This, the burn and the draw are immaculate. The draw is a little looser than I normally like, but that construction holds up for days. I mean, it's, it's baffling. Like when you think about it technically and it's, it, it, it's an amazing cigar. 
it's an absolutely amazing cigar. And I'm proud to have it as my number two cigar of 2020. So congrats to James Brown, Benjamin Holt of the Hennigra Brands and Dissident for the block um, box press Lonsdale for being my number two cigar of the year. So, um, so here we are, everyone. Number one. Number one cigar of the year. Can't believe it's already come down to this. It's coming up on 11 o'clock. My good friend, Jay Davis, and always a member of my audience said he was getting off about this time. So I don't know if Jay's tuning in. I don't know if you got off in time or not, but I tried to stretch it out as much as possible, but um, really appreciate my entire audience for tuning in uh, tonight. And for everyone who's catching us up on podcasts later, um, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you download, subscribe, and review. We appreciate all the all of those. Please, please leave a review. And if you already are a subscriber, please unsubscribe and then resubscribe because that really, really helps my numbers. So I um, I'm really appreciative to all of you. So thank you so much. Um, and uh Without further ado, here it is. So I am pleased to announce that the 2020 number one cigar of the year is the La Barba Crew Mexisol Gran Robusto. So this is my number one cigar of 2020, and it is a beaut. Uh, incredibly unique and incredibly tasting the perfect vitola even though it's a little a little big on the on the gauge size for me typically it's a 54 gauge five and a half by 54 um mexican sun-grown wrapper we talk about unique mexican sun-grown wrapper indonesian binder nicaraguan pennsylvanian and dominican in the filler a unbelievably unique blends and congratulations to tobacco william ventura their third cigar on this year's list uh they had a hell of a year in my mind i smoked a lot of their cigars i smoked a lot of this one um it is a truly truly sensational cigar like i said incredibly unique very different than what you would probably have in mind if you haven't had the opportunity to smoke it. If you would have in mind of a sun-grown Mexican wrapper, what is a Mexican San Andrean? It's normally a Maduro. Like what? Like you're already probably thrown for a loop. I was when I first heard about it, and I I, I didn't smoke this size at first. The first one was the Coronita, which is the small petite uh, Corona. It was four and a half, uh, four excuse me, four and a quarter by forty-four. Was the first variant that I smoked. That cigar is incredibly rich, um, richer by comparison to this Vitola. Not that it's not good. I really enjoyed it, um, but this this particular Vitola really, really just uh, spoke to me. I absolutely. Um, was just just enamored by it. Um, there is so much going on with this. There's this 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 beautiful, and this is a this is one of those words that kind of off 
inputs a lot of people when you kind of talk about when you're talking about describing cigars and that word is minerality minerality has this negative connotation it's kind of like acrid bitter words you don't want to hear like minerality who wants to taste minerals who wants to taste that there is some really great cigars that have minerality to them that kind of bring out the saliva in your palate that kind of rejuvenate your palate while you're smoking a cigar that kind of reinforces a lot of the excellent flavors that are at the forefront of this. And so when I say minerality, it's there and it's there as a perfect balancing component in this particular cigar. There's good amount of spice, but you would think with that Pennsylvanian and Nicaraguan in it, that it would be like this, a lot of heavy pepper. There's not. There's a dark cherry kind of sweetness to it. There's creaminess. There's spice. There's earthiness. There's leather notes. There's, it is incredibly balanced and a beautiful cigar. And I absolutely was just captivated by it. And that is why it is, and I've just smoked so many of these this year. Um, and that is why the La Barba Crew Mexisol Grand Robusto is my number one cigar of 2020. So I, I am so thankful for all of you all for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, beyond words. Um, I appreciate what 2020 really brought um, to the show. It's, it's been, it's been a challenging year. We all know that it's been one of difficulty. We all know that, but from this chair, it's been so much fun. I've had some incredible personalities sitting across from me each and every week. I've had some great stories and we've dived into the lives of the people that make the products we love. I am grateful to you, my audience. I am grateful to all of our partners I am grateful for all of your tireless support. And I just really, really, really cannot say thank you enough. So I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Yeah, it's a little bit short. You guys are used to me being on like a couple more hours after this. So it's a little bit shorter than y'all are used to. But I don't know if you'd really want to listen to me talk more at this point. <laughs> um, especially since the list is over, right? So um, I just want to thank everyone again for tuning in. So if you guys are tuning in late, so let's go ahead and uh, recap it. My top 10 cigars of 2020 are the La Barba Crew Mexisol Grand Robusto, Dissident Block Lonsdale at number two, Trinidad Espiritu Toro, the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper Corona, the HVC Serie Perlas, La Coliacion Sublime, the number seven cigar of 2020 was the Room 101 Farce Maduro Robusto. The Herrera Esteli Brazilian Stock Cut Lonsdale came in at number eight. 
Number nine was the Don Lino Africa Duma. And number 10 was the Caldwell Mad, uh, Long Live the King Mad MF Toro. So really appreciate it. Honorable mentions went out to the Asylum 7, the MXS Dominique Wilkins, which I'm smoking right now, the Christoph TAA San Andreas, the Diesel Delirium, Henry Clay Warhawk, LFD's 25th anniversary, and the American by JC Newman. So I really appreciate all of your likes, shares, and comments. Be sure to tune in next week as we will have the very first guest of 2021, our 152nd take. Man, I'm really excited to sit down with this gentleman. Sean Williams, General Cigar, and uh, brand ambassador for the world-renowned Cohiba brand. Un unbelievable story of his. Really excited to sit down with Sean. Really excited for our 152nd take. It's going to be a fantastic one. You won't want to miss it. Check out our Facebook page, Alosu Fumar, for upcoming guests. I'll be announcing more of those this week. You can always like and share our YouTube channel as well, Alosu Fumar. And as I mentioned before, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, we appreciate it. Check out caninesforwarriors.org and consider donating. It would really mean a lot to me personally. Thank you all. This has been an amazing 2020. Yes, I said it. Amazing. It's crazy. And as a clusterfuck that it was, it was our year. And everyone, I'm glad you made it with me to the other side. 2021 is going to be even better. It's all getting started with Sean Williams next week for our 152nd take. And guess what, everyone? I'm Barry Duplissy live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas. This is our 151st take. Top 10 cigars of 2020. We'll see you next time.